Welcome to the Thin Blue Line Outdoors. My name is Cody Johnson, and I'll be your host. I'm one happy hunter right now, man. Alright guys, here she is. Here at the Thin Blue Line Outdoors, we have three goals. Show you a good time. Teach something, plant some uh, clover down, lead by example. It's looking good. Great job. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. If I can accomplish one of those three, that's a win in my book. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. Hopefully we don't run out of battery. Alrighty, this is the Thin Blue Line Outdoors Podcast, episode 16. So I'm here with Jared and Austin today. Um, they're going to be going on the elk hunt uh, with me here in September. I know we had Kyle Orig on the last podcast. It did good numbers, so I appreciate all the support, guys. So anyway, uh, Austin and Jared and I just got back from about a three-mile hike. Is that what it ended up being, I think? Yeah, I think about so. three and a half miles. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I forgot my watch. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I was running the Garmin, so we'll so, yeah. Pretty so. Pace. Forgot yeah, pace about... 20 minutes a mile, mm-hmm. you know, just easy pace, so I forgot my boots, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a rock, it was a I rocky start, boat, so. and we got rained on. Every time I've tried to hike with Austin, it rains on us. So, uh, but other than that, I'm going to take let them kind of take it from here and give a introduction to themselves on how they got started hunting and so forth and so on. So, whoever wants to go first. Um, you know, I probably... You talk, you want to talk right in the mic, Jared? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can move the mic. Um, that better? Yep. Um, yeah, I started, uh, young age with my dad, Austin's grandpa, um, uh, bits and pieces. I never really got into it, you know, for all these years. Um, I went cause I liked my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and deer hunting, fishing. Um, I caught on with dove hunting and duck hunting, usually in my high school, um, high school days. Um, then I left, uh, left town, you know, for a while and Hunting was not part of my life, you know, at all, you know, for several years up until, you know, about the last decade. I, I, I felt like it was something that I was needed to do, you know, but I, so I always wanted to get out there and go deer hunting, but you never like could really, you know, get off my ass and go, you know, and, um, in probably about three years ago, I finally got, finally got into it, got my, uh, got some property to hunt on. And uh, got some property to hunt on and uh, uh, set up a stand. And last year got my first doe, and uh, um, I love it. We're still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Your turn, Austin. Kind of been a whole life experience. I never really stopped, got into um, hunting at an early age. Um, a part of the bow hunting that I've gotten into is simply because of Cody. Yeah, we've been hunting together. Oh man, sixth grade, fifth grade, yeah, we're younger than that. Earlier, yeah, I mean, long time. Grade school, long time. <laughs> yeah, long time. Um, was exposed to the waterfowl, um, waterfowl hunting, um, as your typical Central Illinois uh, mm-hmm. waterfowl hunter, ducks, geese. Um, start off hunting strip mine lakes um, with family dad and stepdad mm-hmm. uh, grandpa uncles um, 
and kind of just grew, went forward from there. Um, pretty fortunate when we were in um, grade school and middle school, Cody's family had a farm um, located just right outside of Canton. So mm-hmm. uh, we had the opportunities to go. They kind of gave us free reins on mm-hmm. it. We've lost, a, lost and flung a lot of arrows in those woods. There's probably still some uh-huh. arrows sticking in the roof of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we're fortunate enough to have the opportunities to do that Um, but um, just kind of grew grew from there um, continued um, and a lot of people are like wanting to get into it and this is we've never been out of it Mm -hmm. and just like anything it kind of whacks and weans Mm -hmm. Um, we've had our hot and heavy moments where we've been more dedicated Mm -hmm. um, at times in our lives um, than than other points to where we're not going as much mm-hmm. and it makes you feel guilty mm-hmm. not going mm-hmm. um, like where, so, where, where, where you know what, what, what was I doing at that time in my life exactly. when I should have been hunting mm-hmm. I mean and of course Cody and I um, are still younger um, we, we just got established with both of our careers mm-hmm. um, with our full time job um, Cody's a full time police officer I'm a full time paramedic mm-hmm. um, and so, and Jared, he's a um, PA yep. Yep. Um, working in the, the yeah. clinic and the ER. So we're all involved in some sort of public service, mm. and it does take a, a, a great deal of your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when we do find that time, um, we, I think now after we've been established with our career, we, we see those opportunities and we try to capitalize on the time we do have yeah, and that's correct. You know, now, when you start to get around my age, you know, and I've been uh, a practicing uh, physician assistant for 13 years now, 13 plus years, and um, um, the last decade has been mainly I've been like, I, I, I get a singular focus, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I started with uh, trail running, mm-hmm. you know, and getting into ultra marathons and all that, so it was it's an outdoor activity. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's an intense activity yeah. that takes a lot of dedication and time, you know, hours and hours and hours of, uh, of training. Um, now it's kind of like to where, you know, I don't have the time with the kids and everything to get out um, to the trails and everything. Mm-hmm. The, the body's not doing things like I want it to, like it's in the past, like I'm mm-hmm. not recovering as well, you know, mm-hmm. so... Now my some more of my shift is kind of focusing into the hunting realm mm-hmm. over these last three years, and mm-hmm. so and I'm very excited about this uh, mm-hmm. this you know hunt in Colorado mm-hmm. um, uh, for multiple reasons you know going out there and the, the possibility of mm-hmm. you know succeeding, mm-hmm. um, but I've like the last year or so I've been uh, a lot of like the literature. Mm-hmm. That I've been reading has been mainly all out, all out west. Mm-hmm. And there's something about it like I can't wait to step foot. Mm-hmm. If that means like uh, fiction, I started with uh, like reading uh, Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend that book. Um, check it out. Yeah, if you if you know No Country for Old Men, it's yep. the same yep. author. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more fa- actually more famous for this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Blood Meridian, and then I read some. Uh, books uh, Empire of the Summer Moon about the Comanches and they've actually uh, ranged I, out of Colorado. I need to read that. I've yeah, no, well, I think well, Joe Rogan I think talked about it on yeah, his podcast. That, That's and, what uh, I listened. Thunder about Kit Carson and the Navajo. Yep. All just 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 sucking it in, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and it just makes it all the better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going out there, and it's 
in my opinion, I think it's pretty awesome that all of us here have been geared towards this mm-hmm. Western hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, kind of to talk about that. So, number one, as Austin said, we're all either in the medical field or first responder. And, you know, I think that's one thing why we like hunting is we want to get away from it every now and then. You know, it's just even if it's here in Illinois in our in Fulton County, it's nice to just go sit in a tree stand and get away from everybody for a while and kind of re- relax, reset your mind. But this, the way this elk hunt came up, um, so I went elk hunting last year, as uh, most people probably know if you follow along. And anyway, ended up not having luck. And my dad and I, we had a great time. It was a fun hunt, um, but it was a different type of hunt. I know my dad's getting up there in age, um, kind of limited on what all he can do. And he was putting off surgery um, to do the hunt. <laughs> so he's got some of those surgeries now. So I think next time we go, he'll be able to push it a little bit more. But anyway, we had a great time. I uh, never had an opportunity on an elk, had an opportunity on a bear, should have happened. Um, but anyway, lit a fire under my butt uh, after that hunt, and I was talking to Austin about it, because Austin had recently got back into archery hunting, and uh, and he's like, yeah, we need to do this. And and I remember, and I'm like, yeah, we, you know, I had one other guy in mind. Um, he ended up not able to come, but Austin's like, well, I got a, I got my uncle. Who, I'm sure he'll come. And then sure enough, they're like, yep. I'm in, <laughs> and and then uh, we talked yeah. about how Kyle got involved uh, last time, but yeah, we've been planning this over a year. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close to a yeah. year. I mean, I think yeah, right when probably a month after you got back from the last. One. Yeah, it was October. I'm pretty it's sure. Almost like I need three years of advance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm pretty sure we started planning this in October, and uh, you know, you know, we we're kind of focused on deer at first, but we kept talking about it and watching, you know, sending each other, I think, pictures on Instagram and stuff with the some of the bulls that were killed um but yeah we've been game planning about this ever since and i know we're all excited about it uh we what's interesting and kyle and i talked about this on the last podcast we are all kind of preparing a little differently um so if you guys want to kind of talk about um what you're doing to prepare for this hunt uh both on the like shooting side um hunting side or hunting yeah hunting side and physical side um, I think what I, you know, what my, my big weak spot is the experience, mm-hmm. you know, and being out in the, being out in the field as much as everybody, as much as you two, um, I don't know much about what Kyle's background is. Uh, he's, so he's shotgun deer hunted his whole life, but, uh, he, um, this is new archery for him. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I've got a little bit of background, you know, over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, bow hunting deer, mm-hmm. um, my main strengths on, I'm are basically endurance, you know, mm-hmm. based on the ultra running over the last few years. So I have kind of transitioned that training into a lot of rucking. Mm-hmm. I have a, a pasture at home that I go back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, about a mile loop of up and downs. Um, hit, I'm hitting that pretty hard, usually about once a week, mm-hmm. you know, that time will allow. And also hitting the gym, you know, consistently, mm-hmm. and uh, my archery. Mm-hmm. And lots of reading. Um, uh, got the uh, uh, Corey Jacobson's uh, Elk 101 modules. Um, just learning the basics and uh, reading Cameron Haynes' book. Mm-hmm. You know, um, kind of sidebar. That's kind of also what kind of got me into this the backcountry hunting. It's listening to him on Rogan, being that he was a big time ultra runner. You know, and I kind of like, well, Cam can do it. Maybe I can do it. You know, you know, knowing. Now, knowing that there's a lot more to it than just that, of course, so. Yeah, I mean, when you listen, especially the last couple names you mentioned, 
uh, Haynes, Dudley, Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, you got born and raised out outdoors. Mm-hmm. All them guys. You're you're watching. You're following them all, and you're like, I mean, we're at the point right now where we can physically do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been my main thing um, over the last. I don't know. 10 months mm-hmm. is the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been, I've waxed and weaned on lifting. Um, COVID really killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, as y'all know, we're in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, first responders, um, we got hit hard with COVID around here. Um, mm-hmm. And that put it, and you can have your opinion on however you want it, but from a medical standpoint, it was stressful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it messed with you. Not only from the long, the sheer, sheer hours of, that you worked, but mentally. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it really got you. Um, so it was kind of a relief when all these restrictions opened back up. Um, the gyms, gyms opened back up um, and it's kind of like, hey, we're going to get on it now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when we were talking about the opportunity to go elk hunting. It all kind of just landed perfectly together. And that was almost a motivating factor. On getting into the gym um, so for 10 straight months um, it started I train my how I started training was I just started hitting the weights mm-hmm. um, to get my muscle mass back up mm-hmm. um, I was right at the end of like the heart of COVID like which was that how long ago was that a year and a half ago now? something like that yeah. yeah so I went into the gym back I lived at Graham mm-hmm. Wellness Center mm-hmm. um, my wife's a nurse in, uh, at Graham along mm-hmm. with Cody, Cody's mm-hmm. wife so mm-hmm. um, went in there I went from 170 pounds up to almost 195 pounds um, mm-hmm. so I got had that going for me and then kind of started listening to Dudley mm-hmm. Cameron Haynes mm-hmm. all these fitness hunters mm-hmm. and then we started I started hammering the miles I started with one mile Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even making it one mile. I was I was walking a quarter <laughs> mile and maybe running three miles. Yeah. And it's kind of cool how you, you track your progress and you actually look back and see it. But over time, it was two miles. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like a couple more weeks and then it'd be three miles. Mm-hmm. And now, now my schedule is I'm pretty fortunate. I only work two days a week. I work 24-hour mm-hmm. shifts. So I have my rest days at work, but when I come home mm-hmm. every morning, it's go to the gym for an hour and a half to two hours mm-hmm. um, and then run mm-hmm. up to eight, ten miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, some days, if depending on what's going on, like you guys wanted to hike today, mm-hmm. what did we hike this morning? Three, well, three, three. Yeah, three. A little over three, yeah. which honestly all three of us handled it fine. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody was, I was hoping, we were hoping to go farther, but the mm-hmm. weather. Yeah. So, yeah. Austin's bad luck when it comes to weather. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> So, um, like today is a special, uh, today is a different day. Um, mm-hmm. so we hiked and then this evening, I mean, it's crappy weather outside. So I'll probably go to the gym and get on the mm-hmm. treadmill for another six to eight, nine miles mm-hmm. and then lift on top of that. Mm-hmm. And out of everything, I mean, we all have experiences in, in our strong, different strong suits. Mm-hmm. I mean, elk hunting, this is a first time for me. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've, I, I've been, you know, Trying to come up with different like film ideas since I'm recording it. I'm, I'm thinking I'm about to call this the the rookies. The rookies. Yeah. No, there's, so. no, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm more mm-hmm. the noob. I'm like I'm mm-hmm. the noob, you know, in all aspects. Mm-hmm. And um, the the one thing I've learned while doing this is uh, there's just a mountain of shit you don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Literally, and nothing. literally, you you get there, and then mm-hmm. you learn something, and you're like, oh, you, you realize like there's like a whole coastline of knowledge that mm-hmm. you have to you, you and sometimes that's only experience will fill that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, just, it's even something you can be doing shit all yeah. year long, getting ready for an elk hunt. Well, it's yeah. even even something as simple as like looking. You're watching a video, and you're like, oh, I want the sleeping pad oh. for comfort. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's not for comfort. It's, it's, the, for comfort. it's to keep your yeah, body off shit the ground like that, like, warm. You know, like, we're new to the whole camping game. Trying my too. best not to wear the dunce cap. Yeah. But it might come out. <laughs> I'll wear it like 90% of the time. So and, and it's I'm not, fine with that. Yeah, uh-huh. It's just not the topic of... We're basically throwing two heavily involved topics into one. Elk hunting mm-hmm. plus camping. Yeah, the backcountry the back yeah, camping. Back yeah. Back camping. Mm-hmm. So it's like plus fitness. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at it, blending, trying to blend all this stuff yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite is the the people are like, oh yeah, you're gonna go out and hike and, mm-hmm. and camp and like, mm-hmm. and like we're not just we're not just camping. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be living it. We're gonna be immersed. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think I can say it enough. It, last year was it was definitely the hardest hunt I've ever done. Um, yeah. And I, we could have pushed it more physically, but it was still we got to find the animals. Hunting pressure, uh, the, the amount of people we saw. Um, I was, you know, I, you read about it, you listen to forums, like, man, there's going to be a whole bunch of people. You're like, is it though? And there was, a, uh, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to get away from people. And then, uh, but yeah, and then you got to throw in the backcountry camping and all that. And I'm excited for it, man. The more, the closer it gets, you know, we're under 30 days. The closer it gets, the more I'm, you know, pumped for it, excited. And I really think, I really think we can get an opportunity. I know everybody says it's, you know, you know good luck, you know, it's going to be hard. And, and I agree, but I just really think we're all dumb enough <laughs> that we're going to just keep pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing. And we're going to make mistakes, no doubt about yeah. it. But I think, I really think we can get an opportunity. Is it dumb, you know, we, you know, to push ourselves or was it just the knowledge to know that mm-hmm. you can actually go further than you, there's mm-hmm. the, the imaginary walls your brain creates for mm-hmm. yourself, like, but all these, this is what I've learned through the trail running. And, mm-hmm. and Joe, you know, shout out to Joe Decker, you know, and Gut Check Fitness and uh, Ultimate Suck and everything. Um, you can go beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, it, it, you're going to suffer, mm-hmm. but I'm fine with that. And ever since that we got this set up last year, I don't think there's been like a millisecond of uh, maybe I shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Not one. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, we're doing this, mm-hmm. and no matter what it takes, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be fine. I think, that, yeah, and like what you mentioned here a minute ago, I think the biggest thing is going to be mental. And we we talked about this on our hike mm-hmm. here a minute ago um, that we just had. We're walking up this half a, half a mile portion of our hike, and it was a straight up windy hill, mm-hmm. and it brought up the topic of if one of us blows an opportunity, if one of us gets down, I mean, I think we all got the, uh, the, the past experience from personal life that mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to be able to push through it. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, that's kind of how we're wired. Mm-hmm. I mean, to deal with stressful situations, to deal, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and then if man, if somebody kills one, no matter who it is, we're all gonna be so jacked up and excited. It's gonna be indeed, awesome, indeed. And then it's gonna make packing it out. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, it will. It's, your legs will think it sucks, but in your brain, you won't think it I'm, sucks. So I'm, happy. I'm looking forward happy. to it. Like yeah. everybody says, that pack out is the worst, but the best thing. That who's done it, and I want to experience yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I want to experience that. So that should be fun. Um, so I know Kyle and I talked about last time kind of some of the gear we're bringing. Um, if you guys want to kind of break down on like your bow you're bringing, uh, maybe your your tent, your pack you're going to use, stuff like that. If you, Whoever wants to go first. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I got a standard Alps uh, frame <laughs> pack that I'm going to be carrying. Um, pack full of the essentials. Uh, Mountain House is mm-hmm. what I'm going to be eating. These guys are going with Peak Refuel, yep. right? What uh for food wise, what's your plan? Like you gonna have you gonna have a mountain house like for lunch and dinner? Or are you just gonna have one for dinner? No, I plan. Or? I'm a heavy. I mean, I eat a lot anyways. What do you? So, what um, calorie wise you plan on to? Probably calorie wise, I'm hoping to push around. So right now, I've been adjusting over the last six months. I've actually gone on a huge diet. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing like a 200 gram protein, um, grams of protein and two to 23, 2400 calorie, uh, calories per day. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty stringent diet, salads. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably going to be like, I'm going to be in hog heaven eating these, these mountain houses. I mean, they're probably going to be mm-hmm. like a, they're just going to be like dessert. Um, no, but I plan on, I mean, with the walking we're going to be doing, cause I, my thing is, I think we're going to be boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And chasing these things, I'm hoping to stay upwards of 3,000 calories a day. Same. That's what I gear them yeah, for 3,000. I mean, I haven't really, I don't really count calories mm-hmm. too much. I just try to eat when I can. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I'm bringing, I've got, uh, I got some peak refuel. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought a big old, uh, big old pack. And maybe I'm going to probably pack some trail mix and mm-hmm. everything just to kind of keep me loaded up throughout the day mm-hmm. you know hydrating and then maybe do about two peak refuels per day mm-hmm. um and then when we come back to base camp just hammer out some meals mm-hmm. you know put on some calories and then when we go back out for round two mm-hmm. you know see yeah. what happens and see how i feel i may have to eat more maybe eat less yeah mm-hmm. next less morning yeah, if we wake up the next morning and feel horrible we may need to pack on some um, calories mm-hmm. bringing out of a hoyt um I think what is it was a carbon, carbon, yeah. carbon, yeah, what carbon? Um, defiant, or do you got the spider? He's got the defiant. Defiant, defiant. that's yeah. what that's um, I got. I got the defiant. Uh, like Seventy it. pound pole, um, and then we'll probably bring that down a little bit for deer hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Under Armour, um, Under Armour um, um, gear. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? Uh, Black Rifle uh, instant coffee. Mm-hmm. We gotta have the, our coffee. Yeah, the fake uh, jet oil <laughs> from mm-hmm. Amazon. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, tent wise, I'll have to get back on you on what tent I got it. I got it from the Elf One Hundred One store. Um, I'm using yeah, a. If you're getting it from them, that's gonna yeah, be good. He, that's the part of the draw to that was it's. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not gonna sell you uh, mm-hmm. lame shit. Yeah. You know. Uh, so uh, what do I got? A Stone Glacier pack <laughs> that um, one of my. Uh, one of my friends mailed to me from Chicago to use. He was a, he's a big bear hunter. He used it oh, okay. in Alaska bear hunting, and uh, he's all uh, happy for us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know us, mm-hmm. but he's happy for us anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to John Simino. <laughs> he uh, so he mailed it from Chicago to use for this elk trip, and I'm gonna test it out. And if uh, I already like it, training with it, mm-hmm. so it may be my big purchase for next year. Mm-hmm. Stone, I think Stone Glacier is what the meat eater guys. I think yeah, yeah, I saw him on the meat on uh, mm-hmm. Ranella mm-hmm. Uh, yep. walking around with it on the meat eater uh, show. So mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So other than food, I 
talking about like actual gear. Um, tried on both of them. Uh, I just went to Bass Pro Shop because they have huge selection. Mm -hmm. I ended up going um, with the Cabela's brand. Mm -hmm. With that uh, Western camo, right? No, or, I actually got it. It's like a the Kenai or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like more of an all-purpose camo. Yeah, I got uh, like, something I, of it. And, yeah, because mm -hmm. we talked. It's mm -hmm. like, is this going to be like thick brush or is it going to be like a desert? Mm -hmm. And uh, so figured I'd just get something to stick around here also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went with like the early season forest. Mm -hmm. You know, look from Under Armour. I got that at Bass Pro, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's you know, once I once I. Once I've tested it out, I'm like, okay, now I can't not buy this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, shit. I'm mm -hmm. like, how they got me. Yep, you that's know? how they get you. That's how they get you. Mm -hmm. So I went for that setup. Um, Food-wise, I'm like, what have you brought out there in the past, like besides your, uh, mm -hmm. your uh, freeze-dried stuff? So uh, every time, when I went out there last year with my dad, we also had a base camp. We had a cabin. So, you know, we brought, like, I uh, I smoked a pork loin um, before we went there. Um, well, that'll get so, the calories exactly yeah. so then uh we froze it and then we just Damn. and it was already cooked so we just then made sandwiches and stuff that was nice we did have some freeze freeze dried but uh yeah we uh it, we we had a grill <laughs> even yeah. at the camp so it's pretty easy for us there but my my plan on food is i'll have a gallon bag um four or five depending on how many days we plan on out there of gallon a uh, gallon bag of food um so and it'll be around three thousand calories well Besides the peak refuel, so minus whatever that's that is, but there'll be around three thousand calories I plan on for a day. I'm only gonna have one peak refuel every night. Um, doing in my night with a peak refuel. Um, I'm gonna be making my own like cereal. Um, I actually got this from uh, no, not Remy Warren. No, I got it from uh, Kafaru Cass, Aaron Snyder, and Frank. Um, I can't think of Frank's last name. But anyway, um, I got it from them. You make your own cereal, get what oats, whatever you want from the store, and you actually put uh, vanilla protein powder in it for the milk. You just add water. You boom, you have uh, cereal. Um, so I'm gonna and just put it in a Ziploc bag. Um, so I'm gonna do that. Um, I'll probably also bring some oatmeal if I want something hot um, for the morning for breakfast. But other than that, a lot of trail mixes. I'm bringing those honey zinger waffle uh, things. I have a whole bunch of electrolyte mixes. Um, I will bring Skittles, what I've, I have discovered when I'm out there in the backcountry, and I sure. want some just sugar stuff. Yeah, Skittles. That's like my go-to. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get that from Jolly Ranchers and mm -hmm. stuff like that, too. It's like, whatever reason, Skittles has always been my go-to, and yeah. that's like I crave if it. If you so. ever go to like an ultra marathon, like, mm -hmm. um, you would think that it's like super healthy and everything, mm -hmm. which is, no. You mm -hmm. go to the the stand like the uh, the uh, aid stations. Mm -hmm. It's like M and M's, um, Jolly Ranchers, mm -hmm. uh, just trash that you normally mm -hmm. wouldn't eat, but you want that immediate like mm -hmm. sugar. And then uh, what I brought last time on the last elk hunt, and I really liked it, and I, and I was like always craving it. I didn't bring enough of it. I'm bringing more this time. Uh, dried fruit. I just like so for some reason like mangoes. I really like dried mangoes. Eat banana chips. Yeah, uh, I do have a dehydrator. Uh, last time I just uh, I just bought dried mangoes. I, I don't know. I'll probably this just because of time. I'll probably just do the same thing. I probably won't That's dehydrate not, yeah, it myself. Exactly. Um, but then I brought I brought some like peanuts stuff like that too. Um, get some fats, uh, almonds stuff like that. But I'll probably bring a lot more dry fruit this time because I I just couldn't eat enough of it last time. I, I don't feel know what like it was. We're, 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 we're humping around in the mountains. 
sounds like you probably I'm gonna feel like I'm hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. In my. Yeah. And I try to avoid chocolate just because you don't know what the weather is going to be. <laughs> so, you know, it's hot well, or cold. Uh, yeah, they'll turn to goo. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I've noticed, though, like a lot of it also, we're going to be on the move. Mm-hmm. When I sit still, that's like when I want to eat. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, yeah. I I think we're going to balance that out with, mm-hmm. yeah. even when I'm working at home, mm-hmm. working around the yard mowing, doing that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll forget to eat. Yeah, if I'm long as I'm yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. But the, as soon as I sit down, I'm like, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm going to bring a lot. I think I'm going to bring a whole case of Quest or Med RX protein mm-hmm. bars. Mm-hmm. I like the RX bars. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. so good. I, yeah, I, I'll probably, I'll probably like, buy a case of those. It's my dessert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'll bring. Like I said, I'll, I'm going to plan around 3,000 calories. I'm only going to, I'll have one dehydrated meal a day, um, and I'll save it for, I'll probably save it for my big meal every night um i got a couple mountain houses i'm gonna bring but the peak refill is what i plan on yeah i plan on doing like their breakfast skillet and then Mm -hmm. um, probably their chicken alfredo or chicken Mm -hmm. rice yep kind of my plan there and then uh, of course coffee i talked about last time too but i'll probably have some instant um the black rifle instant by far is the best that i've tried i've tried a lot of other brands black rifle instant when it comes to instant coffee is the best yeah I will be I will be bringing some pre-grind black rifle coffee as well because um, I have a little uh, French press. I figure the French press like, we're not in a hurry, and like maybe it's middle of the day and the elk aren't moving. Like I'm like okay, well guys, we're gonna have a proper cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh-huh. Um, also, you know, adding into that, I'm bringing some uh, some Jocko Discipline Go. Mm-hmm. You know, daily that that is. Um, I usually I work uh, in the emergency room and. Uh, that that stuff is a lifesaver for my brain mm-hmm. and it's a, a lot of a um you know the audience can look it up but it, but the rundown is it's mainly a lot of b12 mm-hmm. and uh b complex mm-hmm. um and caffeine mm-hmm. you know it saves me actually from having to have that second cup of coffee mm-hmm. in the middle of the day if i do a cup of coffee in the morning and then hit like a Jocko go mm-hmm. um, uh, mid morning, and then I'm good probably for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so I'll be bringing plenty of that to sustain mm-hmm. me, bring some backups as well. You ever, so, uh, you ever take Alpha Burn from on I've it? Thought about it. It's good. I like I've it. Thought about it. I just. Uh, it's a little different though. It's a little I would ingredients. Probably, if I had some just to, to do like a head to head with mm-hmm. a um, Jocko go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't been able to peel myself off of that over the last three years, yeah. three or four years. Yeah, Jocko goes good. Um, I started I like with it. the powder, and then you know it gets messy, and if it gets, uh, you know, if it gets too much moisture in it, it just gets hard as a rock. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I've just switched over to the pill and have it put mm-hmm. back. I'm over here like, what are you guys talking? Oh, uh, Jocko's good. <laughs> Jocko goes yeah, good. Yeah, you ever yeah. drink? Uh, you ever get the cans, the pre-made stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I started with. Gotcha. My I like the tea one. The, the, it was like Arnold Palmer tea kind of, um, it's okay. good. Besides whey protein and a little bit of creatine, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably for the best. Like I said, I've, I've, I like the Jocko Ghost stuff though. It's good. And it's not, it doesn't get you stupid. Like we were jittery and stuff like no, some pre-workouts do. Jocko Go doesn't do zero, it. Zero, zero jittery. Mm-hmm. Um, I sleep perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it wears off, mm-hmm. you know, so there is... A point in the afternoon, like if I'm in the middle of an ER shift, like do I need to take another one? Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know 
I do just thought of something I want to talk to you guys about. So on all my hunts, for the most part, you know, being the police officer, a lot of times I'm the guy with the most medical experience, which is very, very limited. Very, very limited. Um, yeah, exactly. I know. I will say, luckily, uh, shout out to Tom Riley, if you listen to this, uh, on, but on my bear hunt uh, last time, I cut myself pretty good. I got a scar on my hand to prove it when I was skinning my bear, and uh, luckily, he was a uh, army medic. So he took he took care of me and uh, probably should have got stitches, but eh, we super glue. It was fine. But anyway, as my medical experts here, you guys know like I I bring a very small first aid kit, very minimal. But I know you guys kind of go over and beyond in a good way. Well, my is, you guys want to talk <laughs> about this? Will be my, uh, he's going to be our, uh, our 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 medic. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the uh, the uh, surgeon. I'll be the <laughs> battalion <laughs> surgeon. You know, so uh, I'll do that. So I'm gonna bring a my I'll bring a suturing kit and I'll bring mm-hmm. the glue. And uh, Austin, are you gonna? Can you get a hold of some quick clot? Yeah, I already have some from my. Yeah. Got it. We my, don't my, need that. We got tourniquets. We got tourniquets. Tack. My tack vest has a lot of it. I mean, we got quick clot. Um, what else do we got? Tourniquets, um, Israeli bandages. We yeah. got all that good stuff. I'll bring I mean, some. Uh, yeah, and I'll bring some uh, some uh, sterile water. You mm-hmm. know that yeah. we can do a washout yeah, with if we have stuff. a wound. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of the key with some of these lacerations, uh, clean, deep wounds, cleanliness. clean the hell out of that shit. You know, I mean, you got to uh, um, you really got to really do a good washout. And we've mm-hmm. seen uh, you know some of these wound infections come in like the the there'll be a beautiful repair. Mm-hmm. on an outpatient but then they'll come into the er with it just like ready to explode mm. uh with infection you know mm-hmm. we have to you know pop open that and uh and it's an ugly sight and, mm-hmm. and i think a, and a big thing is when it comes to medicine it's not always necessarily treating right now it's knowing what's going to happen here in the next couple yeah, of days it's like sailing it's like going for an ocean voyage you know i mean where you got to prepare for time down the road like what is this wound going to look like in a week or two you know when to get back to illinois and then have to go to the er and go to go to in some cases go to or mm-hmm. you know where they have to, to you know do a complete debridement and washout yeah, if you got an operating or something them, we could have washed you out uh, doing mm-hmm. a proper washout job in the field and yeah yeah, funny yeah st- I'm not saying it's the ideal mm-hmm. thing to do in the field, but we can. It's a good start. Well, you know? I'm, I'm hoping a- you guys won't have to work while we're out there. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Uh-huh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I might, you, know, you know, you know that saying. Yeah, ounce of preparation. I mm-hmm. might that saying. <laughs> I might, uh, I might keep that Michelob. Mm-hmm. Ultra in my bag, and if something happens, I might pop a top. Mm-hmm. And I'm off duty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's what when when we were patching up my hand in bear camp. So uh, my wife, you know, I get home, she's checking it out and stuff. She goes, "Oh, it doesn't look infected. You guys clean it out." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even think about that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a good washout. I'll bring some. Uh, so so in the case, like, say, well, I'll have some alcohol in a flask, man. One of us. Um, <laughs> So if one of us has like a uh, like a finger injury or something, mm-hmm. and you and I have to, to pop you back in place or something mm-hmm. like that, you probably want me to block that finger, you know, like and uh, so we'll uh, we'll bring I'll bring some uh, probably bring some uh, digital block, you know, so we can uh, numb up mm-hmm. your finger and then we can pop your finger back in place and then splint it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And if it looks good and you got good range of motion, we can just splint you and then go about our business. Keep going. It's not like something you have to go see the orthopedic surgeon for mm-hmm. in the 24 hours. You know, maybe later, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're there to hunt, man. Yeah, we're there to, to finish hunt. Our hunt. We can't just uh, we can't just because your pinky's going uh, ninety degrees the yeah. other direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, and no, I, we're not leaving. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean, like besides the trauma, I know of course there's like things we can't predict, like appendicitis and and yeah and all that. Yeah, yeah but, let's not I talk mean, about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, let's, let's and, hopefully yeah, <laughs> and, or like the gallbladder and stuff like that from eating all them <laughs> all that mountain house. house. But, for the most part, like looking at the big picture, mm-hmm. I mean, being comparable, I mean, we're all in good shape. Alrighty, we're back. <laughs> How I said, I hope we didn't run out of battery. Well, we did. So anyway, take it away, Austin. Mountain so, house, right? Mountain house, gallbladders. Gold mountain house and uh, gallstones. Yeah. yeah. But we're all pretty fortunate. Um, yeah. I know how to drive the laparoscope, but I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not, a, it might not be good for me to actually be the, be the surgeon on that. No, I think um, we're all on decent physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I, I want us to, yeah, really get deep in there. You know, mm-hmm. if one thing I got out of Haynes's book was if the deeper you go, you know, you increase the you mm-hmm. the odds go more in your favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'm pretty confident that we're gonna we can go deep into the backcountry, and uh, I'm pretty confident we can get an elk out. Um, I'm not too worried about that. I really think at least a cow elk we can get it done in one trip. I could be wrong, but I think uh, with four people, I really think we can. Now a bull might be pushing our luck a little bit, but I think we can at least give it a good college try. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so then, uh, real quick, what uh, what broadheads you guys decide to go with? I got Montec, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a, a few Montecs, and a uh, I don't know it's the exact. I'm gonna pause this real quick, guys. All right, we're back. Broadheads. Good. Oh, um, yeah. And you were Montec talking. and uh, Rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a maybe might update that a little bit. Um, you know, based on the load I bring in the quiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yep. got a uh, um, just basically a Hoyt quiver to go on there, so about four arrows. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll probably have four broadheads on me. Mm-hmm. Doing a rage hypodermic. What's that? Is the rage hypodermic? Yes, absolutely. So I've I haven't shot. I would say I've shot a few deer. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a fair amount. Yeah, and you had a good year last year. Yeah, last year was really good. Um, and I I haven't had a rage fail yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, every, and everyone's always like, they're hung up on shoot 9,000 grain arrow yeah, and 1,500 grain broadhead yeah. and shoot a rainbow. Mm-hmm. But you listen to Dudley, mm-hmm. you listen to Haynes, and they're shooting total weights of 500 grain. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting a 340 grain arrow, mm-hmm. 100 grain tip, mm-hmm. um, rage hypodermic. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That was the big takeaway that I mean that really stuck in my head was when Dudley was talking about ninety ten. Mm-hmm. He was talking ninety percent of the time you're not going to hit that bone. Mm-hmm. So and you're looking back at Rage. I know I think he shoots Rage, right? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, sure he's, yeah sponsored he's sponsored. So and not non biased. I mean, I kind of see where he's coming from when he was talking about you need to find out you need to find a broadhead that's not. 
too stiff. Yeah. The metal can't be too stiff or it breaks off. Mm-hmm. And and I it kind of connect clicked with me because mm-hmm. every range I've shot through deer, the blades are bent. Mm-hmm. That's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're one time use. Yeah, they're, they're one. To... They're supposed to bend. You don't want them snapping off, but bending mm-hmm. to create all that carnage still going through. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've heard. I'm, I mean, I'm shooting 65 pounds, mm-hmm. um, 28 inch draw. So mm-hmm. I think the range will get her done. Yeah. No. Uh, I. I just. So it's there's so many different like ideologies out there when it comes to like broadhead and arrows. Um, the reason I went to 600 grains um is i had i shoulder bladed a couple deer um and it ticked me off um especially because i shoot in the ridge tripans and i will say like i'll still shoot them if i go bear hunting um just strictly bear hunting i'll still shoot them um they leave a big gap i really are a big hole in an animal i really like them but they were mushrooming if i hit a shoulder blade uh and i just man i, I was absolutely terrified of a arrow for whatever like say a center punch or rib and it, do I think a rage will go through a rib? I think so. I think that's the ten percent. <laughs> exactly. I think it'll go through a rib, but I know my, I know my six hundred grain rib will go, or six hundred uh, grain arrow will, and I'm shooting the iron wheel um, wide cut. That's what I'm shooting. So, but anyway, I do think with all our setups, um, I think not a problem. You get a broadside shot, dead, well, dead oak. And the thing is also. I'm confident with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to stick with Confidence it. is key. Confidence uh, so. is key. Yeah. I know it can kill things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to continue. And the biggest thing is shot placement. Mm-hmm. We talked about hammering out on mm-hmm. our shooting mm-hmm. part. goes back into our daily routine of working out. Yep. I go work out. I go run. Mm-hmm. And every day I shoot 50 to 100 arrows every single night. Mm-hmm. So I know the adrenaline's not there. The, the elk standing in front of you is not there. The deer's not standing yeah. in front of you. But um, I think from the pressure standpoint and your adrenaline being, I think we'll be able to still capitalize and put mm-hmm. a good shot on one. I think a lot of it's shot placement. Yep. And, Cody, you know this. You know, you know, you go out and do a stress shoot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and the, you know, worst comes to worst, work on your breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, if the elk's not in front of you, you yeah. know, get, 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 do a workout or do a ruck and everything. And, Mm-hmm. and go go get at, get after the the block target or whatever mm-hmm. or the 3d target right after your workout or your ruck and and it's you can't there's not much more you can do to replicate that experience correct at, at your home correct mm-hmm. so so one thing i'm uh, another thing i'm excited for this hunt and um because i i was i really liked it and it like almost gave me goosebumps when i heard it and i'm really looking forward for you two to hear it and same thing with kyle that first elk bugle because um, when I was the first when I was in the woods last year and I've heard that first legit elk bugle I'm like oh this is why I came out west and I'm really excited for you guys to hear that um but what like what do you guys want out of this hunt obviously we all want to kill an animal and we hope that's the best but I guess more than that what are you guys looking forward to out of this and- hey, vacation <laughs> understandable sure. and I want to go out west you know there after I mean I for years and years and years I, I, I want one of my like bucket list things in life is to like visit all the national parks mm-hmm. in our country and part of that is like most of the the top tier ones mm-hmm. are out in the out in the mountains you know and now I kind of get a chance to mm-hmm. to go out there and actually see it and actually be immersed in it you know yeah. I'm not going to like Denver Yep. to go hang out you know i'm going actually going into the back country yep. you know and then seeing it the way i think it should be mm-hmm. experienced mm-hmm. i think the thing i'm looking for 
is we set a goal. Mm-hmm. We work towards that goal. Mm-hmm. I, we want to. I want to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pretty fortunate. I mean, mm-hmm. so far grown up. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, the things I set my eyes on, we've, I've gotten. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's it's more of a personal thing. Yeah. And and again, I mean, looking at it, if we don't get one, we're still having fun hanging out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we get the experience, the view, the mm-hmm. the park itself, um, mm-hmm. the hiking. So, hey, at the end of the day, we're still working out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's the other thing is like it's it's not hunting. Then mm-hmm. if like you're just going out there, just like the my my only goal is to get out here and uh, and score this elk because I spent all this money on mm-hmm. hunting gear. You're kind of missing the broader point, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, your success is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that's why the training is important. Mm-hmm. That's why the the and every little thing that you do in preparation to this is to put the odds in your favor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do, and uh, for years to come, hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm really. This is the first year. You know, it may not work out the way we want, but hopefully, down the line, mm-hmm. you know, I can. Uh, now that you've experienced that that backcountry hunt, now you can do like an after action review, mm-hmm. and uh, all right, what went right, what went wrong, what mm-hmm. can I do better next year? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I'm also excited to get you guys, because so. I've been very, very fortunate. I've went on a lot of hunting trips, and that's mainly for my dad. My dad's taken me on a lot, and now that I'm an adult and got my own career, I've been doing my own as well. But I don't know how many like old hunters I've talked to. Like, man, I always wanted to do this, never Correct. did, and and or and even people like middle aged guys who they're like, man, I just I would love to do an elk hunt like this or you know, moose hunt, bear hunt, but I can't, I can't afford it. Or your brand new side by side, or your brand new yeah. truck you get every other year exactly says right. otherwise. Exactly you right. are choosing to spend that money on something and else, like, which is fine. Well, exactly and right. even like mm-hmm. the mid middle aged guys, yeah, my knees can't take it, my back can't take it. Yeah. Well, it's like when was the last time you were in a gym? Is yeah, up to a lot so, of those guys, right? Right. <laughs> and like, uh, and um, uh, no, no, I'm not saying if that's the way you want to hunt and yeah. live your life. I mean, it's all about freedom of choice. Yeah. But what what does it's the what the problem is the excuses. Yeah. They start to pile up and it becomes like kind of a default. Well, the, the must be nice crowd. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've heard uh, Haynes talk about that on Rogan's mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. before and. You know, you, you know, you can do this. There are there, if there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, the one thing I do like is like uh, the spending money on this gear. It's gonna trans. It's gonna you can use the gear for yeah. other shit. You know, and yeah. then next year's hunt, you can mm-hmm. camp with your kids. Well, you like he, Austin them. said earlier, yeah. you can use that jet boil you guys got. When you get when you're uh, waterfowl hunting or so deer hunting or whatever, yeah, all that gear, all that Under Armour gear and, and shit, you know, I'm, I'll I'll take it deer hunting, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, um, yeah, and it's lessons learned, you yep. know. That's the most invaluable thing, uh, you know. Money, you know, yeah, is it expensive? Shit, yes, uh, it definitely is. It but, has uh, not been a cheap year. <laughs> Hell no, hell no. But you know, um, there for a while, I was like every week, you sent me a new picture of something else you bought. I'm like, holy cow, he's been. Yeah, money. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to try the well, now. Um, like I said, uh, thanks, thanks to John, I that that um, I got a good pack, mm-hmm. you know. But that'll kind of be my the main purchase next year, and uh, so that's kind of saved me a lot mm-hmm. in uh, in in the the total cost, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and then the the tag won't be shaking. Yeah, you know? the tag's gonna be like. Mm-hmm. 
whatever. The gas isn't cheap. No, <laughs> dude, yeah. The gas sucks right now. The uh, gas is going to be a problem, but you know yeah. what? You know, we, we planned in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, it can, it can be done. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, Which, and, good. Yeah, and then I spent a lot of this money on, like, trail running over the last few years, mm-hmm. on shoes, on... Uh, you know, electrolytes and mm-hmm. paying for races and everything like that. Now it's kind of like transitioning over to this, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, and I, the little segue into that is like, I feel like, granted, you guys got, I'm, I'm a little older, mm-hmm. and you guys about, and I have way more experience than I do with regards to hunting. But I don't regret what I've done mm-hmm. over okay. the last, like, you know, because I've built up over that, you know. It almost feels like it's the perfect time. Like mm-hmm. you know, I did. It got out of the. You know, I did the the, the military for a few years, mm-hmm. and then through college, I did get a. Ch- I stayed in shape, pretty mm-hmm. very good shape for for years. Going through undergrad and PA school, there was no chance to hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I got into the trail running scene around. Started that. I read uh, the book. If any of you guys, the audience has read Born to Run. Mm-hmm. Um, basically it's a, it's kind of, it was part of the, the ultra trail, the ultra marathon and trail running craze might've started around 2008, 2009 mm-hmm. with the, and that book came out, um, uh, they ran with the Tarahumara Indians in Mexico, the barefoot runners. <laughs> and, uh, that got me into the trail running scene. And I mm-hmm. feel like in that last 10 years, it, I, I built up that endurance and, mm-hmm. uh, in, that's going to be to my advantage, and uh, um, and it's. I think that's coming to an end. And mm-hmm. my wife is actually going to, um, m- my wife is going to transition over as to a trail runner. So mm-hmm. I'm okay. still going to do that, but it's going to be more her show now. And, mm-hmm. it's, and uh, she wants to. Her goal is to do an ultra marathon, and I'm going to help her get to that awesome. as much as I can. You know, and now I'm kind of transitioning into the. Hopefully, we can do this backcountry hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, more than just once. Oh, I think it'll be yeah. more. I'm going you, next year. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been you talking. Be you know, it's you know, and uh, um, my wife has been very, very gracious mm-hmm. over the last year. Mm-hmm. You know, reminds me. Mm-hmm. You know that hey, yeah, I hope that that uh, two week vacation is going to work out. So mm-hmm. uh, I might be getting uh, going to the Keys <laughs> here soon, mm-hmm. just to let you know. Yep. Yep. No, it'll be. I think you guys will be hooked. I mean, I I love it out there, and I, I I love my job. I like being a cop. But if I could just go hunt and go out west and travel, I would do it. <laughs> so, I can see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's, can see you doing it's that. Just a, it's just it's a blast, and yeah, and you just meet good people. Like the people I met last time, just a bunch of good people and experiences and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and I'm tired of living vicariously through other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, and I'm like, you got to go out and do it yourself in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, yep, uh, kind of, I don't want to take too much of your time. Uh, again, appreciate you guys coming on and doing this podcast. I know we've talked about doing it for a while now, so it's good to have you guys on. Um, real quick to end the podcast, do you guys want to each tell a quick uh, hunting story? And uh, whoever wants to go first. And um, Well, I got one. I just thought of one with uh, um, an uh the probably the the funnest hunt it has nothing to do with deer it was a dove hunt mm-hmm. oh yeah in 2003 austin knows what i'm talking yeah, about yeah. out is where austin lives now on mm-hmm. his property well 
with my dad was still alive, um, and my uh, Austin's other uncle, Uncle Paul, Uncle Pujols, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and Uncle Pujols, cousin Kenny. Um, I think we had Westerfield out there. Justin, mm-hmm. yeah, and Justin was but out there. I think um, my dad was maybe. I, I think I don't know if he was there. Either way, you know, dove, dove hunt is dove hunting is sketchy. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get mm-hmm. on the uh, on the first day of the season. So um, we 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 sat out in this um, um, kind of a was a little basin or a is clearing. It, so we have a clearing. It was a two acre sunflower field. Dad had. Uh, had I remember. Uh, yeah. Dad had Dad had hammered that with sunflowers, um, mm-hmm. and, and we were uh, good to go. Um, with that and so we didn't we so fog rolls in mm-hmm. first day it was Labor Day actually I believe September 1st and uh, a fog rolls in and uh, there it would look like Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. as far as I though so no one we couldn't shoot enough doves yeah you know we were bringing them we were bringing down doves left and right we actually and uh, we were bringing down, uh, we were bringing down um, doves left and right. We went back out in the afternoon to make sure everybody got there. I don't know what was the limit. It was fi- it's fifteen apiece. Yeah, fifteen yeah, apiece. So, I mean, yeah. it was insane. You yeah. know, we had a good hunting dog. She was the best. You know, Same, right? going out, yeah. then bringing out doves the next day that we couldn't find and lining them up in the in the front yard is one of the greatest memories i ever had with my dad i, I still have that picture. he has the picture mm-hmm. you know maybe uh maybe austin can yeah. put it up on the facebook page yeah, yeah. Or instagram it was pretty uh oh it was, it was, it was legit mm-hmm. it was uh you know one of the fondest memories i have with my with my dad and mm-hmm. with uh with uh the rest of my family mm-hmm. so good yeah. times yeah. i remember that sunflower field i remember yeah, never had yeah. a dove. Yeah, we've never had a dove hunt shoot ever like mm-hmm. that ever again. The mm-hmm. weather was perfect. Yeah, it was wild. They just I, came in because they come in out of the fog, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden there would be like a you know a group of five, mm-hmm. and it's and it wasn't like a hunt where you could you would have your gun ready, you would see them coming. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. regardless of whether it was foggy or not that morning, if, it was a small. If field. anybody mm-hmm. in the audience has ever seen like the mist, like the Stephen King yep, yep, movie, uh-huh. the mist, like mm-hmm. that's what the, the it was like. So it was like an eerie feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden they were like a these fast movers would come bursting out of the tree line. You know, lit you know Mm-hmm. You know, pellets flying all over. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, w- I can't get to it in time. I, you know? I think like, I I just thought of one. Mm-hmm. And it brings us back to remember when we first you got me into Bowen mm-hmm. when we were fifth or sixth grade. Mm, yeah. So what I say, we need to be in there. <laughs> I know exactly. That but buck haunts me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, two o'clock, we need to be out there. And mm-hmm. like we knew nothing, mm-hmm. and like we we both did not. And we were just going to sit against a big oak tree. Yeah, that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we did the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've seen anything. No, I don't uh, think we no. did. Uh-uh. But I was like, hey, yeah, we knew what time it was. I mean, we were we were in the age where mm-hmm. we're like, hey, let's get out there on our own, mm-hmm. see what happens. Cody's like, no, they're not going to be moving. Yeah, it's too gonna... too early. We too don't early. Be out there. Too early. And this was like what middle of the rut. Hmm. I thought it was late October, Maybe so I was getting I, there. Getting close. Well, yeah. I'm like, well, all right, whatever. So we get mm-hmm. out there, did our own thing. Um, we got out there at what time? Three, three, maybe? three, three. I think. And I when think we three. walk to the oak tree, there's a buck standing 20 yards in front of it, to, in front of where our blind was set up. Mm-hmm. And Dro- what it have? Drop tide. Drop tide. Had a big old. It was a big old eight pointer with a drop tide. Yeah. Because my dad had seen him before. That was that was 
Yeah. You know, and you know, we're if we're sitting there, who knows if we would have got shot or whatever, but it was just the fact that when we can walk in, there he is. And and we were still like sixty yards away or something like that. And and he just we just watched him run in the woods. The gold drop tide. So, and Austin's like, I told you. I'm like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> so yeah, that's the mm-hmm. that kind of I forgot about that yeah, one. That yeah, was, uh, that was a long that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was when we still lived in Canton, so that was what, mm-hmm. 15? Longer than that, No, maybe. longer than that, yeah. We're, yeah, I don't... We were probably 13? Yeah, something like that. I had recently started bow hunting on my own, yeah, so. so... But, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, guys. That was Podcast 16. Uh, appreciate all the support. Um, and there'll be we're going to be videotaping this elk hunt, so there'll be hopefully some good content coming from that, hopefully some kills. But if not, I know we're going to have a good time. It'll be a, a fun hunt. Yeah, and be nice in your comments. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just starting out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there'll be some laughs yeah, and uh, yeah, some yeah, funny yeah, stuff yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. That's a, uh, keep the D-bags to me. <laughs> but it should be fun. And uh, thanks again, guys. And appreciate all the support. Peace.